Our focus must be riveted on the Savior and His gospel. It is mentally rigorous to strive to look unto Him in every thought. But when we do, our doubts and fears flee. When we draw His power into our lives, both He and we will rejoice. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Doubt Not Fear Not podcast. My name is Fai and I will be your host for this episode. And the topic is burnout. And the question in relation to this is, as a young adult, have you ever felt overwhelmed, anxious or stressed because of all the responsibilities and duties, maybe even tasks that you have to complete? And so... Joining us today for this episode is our special guest, the beautiful Fusi Puliiku, whom I will give some time now to share a little bit about herself. Hey everyone, my name is Fusi and it's a privilege to be on the podcast today. I am Tongan and I am a teacher, both professionally, I teach at the Lasau College and I'm also the year 13 dean and also I'm a seminary teacher, which is my current calling. I always uh, tell people when they ask, how seminary? And I was very honest about it because it's been hard. <laughs> and it's a hard calling, but very worthwhile. And, and I'm, I'm, I really love teaching. Teaching is kind of a gift that Heavenly Father gave me to help others. And so I'm grateful that I get to utilize that both in my professional life and also to serve the Lord at church. And I also really love the youth. I work with secondary teachers. So I work with the youth and I work with the youth in my calling. So I really love the youth and uh, shout out to... The Massey Park youth that are in my seminary class, they never go. I really enjoy our time together in the mornings and also my students at De La Salle College. Thanks for that. Fossi was also my institute teacher eh, back in oh, yeah. 2021. <laughs> yeah, just well, being a teacher everywhere. <laughs> so we're definitely being blessed with your knowledge and your skills and your abilities. So I have a few questions and we'll, we'll go into detail or elaborate on them as we go throughout this podcast. But the first question is, have you ever experienced feeling overwhelmed with all the responsibilities you've had to juggle all at one time? And if so, how did you see the Lord's hand through this experience? Definitely. Um, yes, definitely. The answer is 100%. Uh, yes to feeling overwhelmed. I feel like this year in particular, I felt very overwhelmed. I would never say no to a calling. I always say yes to callings. But when, when I was interviewed to be the seminary teacher, I felt that was going to be difficult. Not so much the waking up early, although that has been challenging. Don't get me wrong, because I like to stay up late at night and do my work and finish up things that I haven't finished from the day. I, that's been a struggle. But um, why I was overwhelmed by the calling was because of all my other responsibilities. Uh, at school, it's not just that I'm teaching, but I take care of my the year 13 cohort and that like all the year 13 events that happened this year. So I was mindful of the work commitments I have. Plus, uh, I also picked up part-time study as well. And so, and trying to make, make time for, to fill my cup with my family and also uh, do stuff for myself, like me time and or like self-care and also then teach seminary I felt like the Lord was really asking a lot from me I but I I think it comes down to the way you look at things meaning your perspective on how you see those things I could have told myself and made an excuse and said no I'm not gonna serve in seminary because of the fact that uh, I've got all these other things 
and prioritize other things that to me are less important because we should always prioritize what the Lord asks us to do. I knew, and I'll just give a bit of a backstory to also why I said yes and how this relates to my response to the question, which was uh, I moved out of home for the first time last year in October. And that was difficult for me for multiple reasons, you know, like moving away from my comfort zone, mum and dad, and also my ward that I was in. I really loved my ward that I was in, and that's the ward I grew up in pretty much. And the calling that I had at the time in that ward, I really enjoyed doing, loved serving that calling. And when I received the revelation to move, I knew I was going to do it, but I was... Uh, I wouldn't say hesitant because I knew that's what the Lord wanted to, me to do. I was thinking more about uh, the difficulties and the uncomfortable factor of like moving out, going to a new ward, wondering what it was that I was going to be doing next because all of that was up in the air. I just knew I needed to move and the Lord made that happen for me. I know that. But when I moved to my new ward and my very first Sunday, I had a feeling, a very strong impression that the Spirit had impressed upon me. And it was that one of the reasons why I moved is because whatever I was going to do next in, in terms of serving the Lord, whatever calling He gave me next, the Lord moved me because I needed to be there for that calling. So when I was seminary, I knew as, as much as I felt overwhelmed in the and in, in considering all my other responsibilities, I knew that one of the reasons why I had moved was because the Lord needed me to serve in this particular calling. And when, now that I've gotten to know the youth that I'm serving, I'm so grateful that I didn't fold. Because <laughs> I think it's easy to say no and feel because of how you feel. Like, you're overwhelmed by everything. And I feel like you could justify it in your head and be like, no, I'm going to not say yes. I'm not going to say no to that because I've got too much going on. I couldn't say no. One, because the Lord was asking. And you, never, you don't say no to when the Lord asks <laughs> and when he calls. And two, I knew that it was part of why I moved. So in the bigger scheme of things, I understood that this was just the road I had to take and it was going to be difficult, but um, I needed to say yes and I needed to do it willingly, not just do it because I have to, it's my calling, but serve in that calling willingly. And I, I've arrived at that point. I'm so glad that it happened within a week. Like yeah. I could say to, to my class, I love you guys and mean that. I, I feel like that's just part of the package of being willing to serve the Lord. The Lord blesses you with those things. Also, I want to say this. It's just fitting that the youth theme for this year is Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ. Because that's exactly what I've come to be able to testify of. Because everything is constantly like chaotic and overwhelming. It's been like that this whole first term of school. And I've had some things that have been challenging that have happened during the term. And I feel like because of the Lord being mindful of me and Him knowing that I'm trying my best, even though in moments I feel like it's not good enough, He has really, that scripture has become a living testimony for me, which is the Lord really has strengthened me. I'm so grateful that uh, I said yes, even though I felt overwhelmed and even though I felt like I was probably going to be burnt out trying to juggle <laughs> school, my family, spending time with my family for myself because that's something that I do for me and also serving in my calling because it's a everyday thing. Right? Yeah. It's not like it's once a week or it's four days a week, which is a lot. That's one of the ways in which I've seen the Lord's hand. He has strengthened me in moments where I just felt like I couldn't go on. <laughs> And that happened, that's happened yes. a lot, you know, I feel like every, and especially when I'm having like a down, little down moment, for whatever reason, uh, it's easy to make excuses in my mind about like, I'll just give up on this or I'll stop doing that. But stopping, then I remember why, and also 
the things that have occurred to me as a result of trying to do what the Lord has asked of me. Clearly, he knows something about me that I have yet to discover. Yeah. He knows I can do it, which is why he's asked me to do that. But it's more so because I've allowed myself to follow what the Lord has instructed that I'm starting to discover I can do more and do better if I listen and follow what he's asked me to do. So I, I know for sure that uh, the Lord really will strengthen us in all our many responsibilities. I want to make another point here, though, which is kind of sometimes when my friends ask me about also how seminary is going and I tell them that I've always been the meanest night owl so I can stay up and stay awake to the next morning and do yeah I've always been a night owl and my body because my mind's forced me to I can force myself to stay awake to fulfill whatever project and that's happened heaps of times in many different settings because of seminary, my body just normally forces me to sleep. Like <laughs> Sometimes I should be awake at 4 o'clock when I'm having tutorials after school. I'm already like, dozing off. And <laughs> that's what I mean. It's hilarious because that's not normal for me. But I'm just, just keep going. But uh, body my body's forcing me to rest. And I think that is also something that, uh, you know, in saying that the Lord strengthens us, we also have to be a uh, phrase running on and about being wise about what you do take on because you might interpret what I'm saying as oh so I can do everything and the Lord's just going to give me strength yeah he's going to give you strength but I think you need to still be wise about what you do choose to take on it doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a thorough process of seeking counsel about what is something you should prioritize because there are different seasons of doing different things right I don't know if I clarified I said that clearly but my point is to still, in wisdom, figure out what to prioritize and what to not prioritize. Because there are still, like, you could take what I said first and uh, interpret that as me saying, yeah, do everything and you're going to be fine. But that's not the case. The point I'm making is that something that I wasn't really prioritizing, like sleep, which my body needs, but my body's forcing it. Meaning, because I'm mindful of the fact that there are less hours that I have, what I do and do, what I don't do, and what I do and the time I do have, I'm always very conscious of that. Yep. So definitely, you still need to be wise about what you choose to do with your time. There are gonna be moments where you can do everything, but sometimes you don't need to do everything. Does that make sense, yeah. or did I just contradict what I said earlier? No, that makes sense. <laughs> so to be productive with yeah. the time that you yes. have. Yes, yeah. because you choose what it is that you want to prioritize yeah. and focus your time that you do have to fulfill those things as best you can rather than deciding I'm gonna you might have an assignment that's due and you're choosing go hang out and like do other things but not prioritize that and you can't expect that the Lord is gonna give you some last minute boost you know what I'm (laughs) saying because that's not wise and proactive yeah yeah so be wise as well I like that I think one thing or like a quote that came to mind in terms of like perspective is um our living prophet president nelson where he says that joy has little to do with the circumstances of our life but everything to do with what we focus on yes and so if we're focusing on everything that we've already got going on sometimes it's going to weigh us down but if we focus more on christ and how he can help us yes then we're not always going to be able to do everything Everything. but we will be able to do what he wants us to do in that day yes in that time yes that's exactly it you summed up like 10 minutes of what I was saying (laughs) good job (laughs) but yes no but that's it that's exactly it because feels yeah because you could like not do things 
but then just be so unproductive with the time that Heavenly Father's given yes, you. Yes. And that's not a good use of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing that those experiences. Okay, the second question. I feel like you probably have somewhat answered all the questions in the first one, but do you feel that the Lord or the church or even yourself speak too much from you as well? We'll talk about the first two first. Yep. About do I feel the Lord and the church expect too much of me? And I think, again, it's similar to the answer I gave in the first one, which is it depends on the way you look. It depends on the way you're looking at it. If you, I think if you're focused on how you're feeling about it, then you're probably going to answer that and say, yes, I do. And if you're thinking, oh, or focusing on your weaknesses or focusing on the time you feel you don't have, if you're focusing on you, I think anyone is going to say, yes, the Lord expects too much from me. And yes, the church expects too much from me. But the way I see it is that, it's kind of like I said in the first one, which is that the Lord can ask of us, can have high standards and ask us to try to reach it because he doesn't just say, Fussy, can you be a seminary teacher and leaves me to it? He says, Fussy, can you, you be a seminary teacher? What I feel like that really translates to is, Fussy, do you have time, right? It's that. It's, do you have time? Can you make time for me to go and help some of my sheep? And in that process, I won't just help the sheep. I'll help you too. Yeah. I'll probably receive more help than the sheep do. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I'm saying yeah. though? Which is, the real question is, it's not as, do you feel the Lord expects too much of you? The real question is, do you have time for the Lord? Because like if you that. have time for the Lord, then it doesn't matter what he asks, you're going to do it. Even though you know you probably can't do it, or, or you may feel you're inadequate or don't have enough time. If you have time, make some time for the Lord. He will magnify whatever sacrifice you make. I've been thinking a lot about that, about making sacrifices. And I feel like anytime the Lord has asked me to sacrifice, and this goes back to Abraham. I was reading about this yesterday in Doctrine and Covenants. The point of asking Abraham to sacrifice his son wasn't about Isaac being sacrificed. It was about testing Abraham to see, are you really who I think you are? Are you really that devoted? How much will you give? Because I'm asking you to give the thing you wanted the most, right? Yep. And if you can give that up, and that's what I'm saying is, if you're looking at yourself and focusing on you, then of course you're going to answer and say, yeah, you're asking too much. You're asking, the church is asking too much. But if you're focused on wanting to please the Lord, wanting to be obedient out of love, or because you love God and you want to do what he asks, even though you feel you can't do it, which is the point, right? Because if you say yes, he'll strengthen you and magnify you in ways you yeah. never... That's the kind of the whole point of it is if you can say yes and say, yes, I'll be available, Lord, to serve or give my time, then the Lord is going to show you something about you that you haven't yet to discover. And that's what I was saying in the first part is God is so ready to show us parts of ourselves that we wouldn't even believe we can become. Who would have thought that I don't think that I'd be able to wake up early in the morning. Some days, because of my work, I sleep like two, three hours. And I wake up and I still can go through my day. And I'm not encouraging this. I'm just highlighting the point or emphasizing my point here, which is I can still go through my work day the next day because the Lord gives me strength beyond my own. You would think that you, I wouldn't be able to do that and still perform in the way that I want. I like to. Sometimes I'll be a bit grouchy. To <laughs> it's not perfect. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that 
This is what I mean by I know the Lord is strengthening me. And I'm not saying that happens every day. I just know that it's more than what I'm personally capable of. And what it's like my battery goes to like a certain point and then after that it's God. (laughs) And that comes because I said, okay, Lord, I'll make myself available. And I think also the orders, the order of your priorities matters too. Meaning if you will prioritize something that God has asked you to do, then he will magnify every other area of your life. And I say that because this also could be, you could think, oh, I'm going to do my calling, but I'll do it third after I do my work stuff and after I do my hangout with my friends. I don't think that's kind of, it works in order to maximize the help you can receive from God. Now, God will help you, but the willingness of where you place him in terms of is he first, second, third or 20th, I think matters to him. He wants to know that you would prioritize his the things he's asked you to do over everything else. And we kind of need to do that too. But uh, making sure you prioritize what whatever God needs you to do first and then trusting, which is the hard part, right? Trusting that everything else is going to work out. I can't even tell you the amount of times that I've like, I have some rules about how I personally live that out. And an example of that is a long time ago, I think it was when I was still studying in uni, I made the decision to never study on Sundays. And that was, one, because I needed a break from everything, because it's just nonstop. And two, how can that day really be God's day if I'm still working on that day in whatever way that looks like? And so I still something I live by, which is I don't do schoolwork on Sundays. That backfires on me in a lot of ways, especially if I don't do my marking on Saturday and I'm supposed to give feedback to the kids on Monday. Mm-hmm. But somehow, like, a lot of times what happens is because I choose to keep the Sabbath day holy in that way and I'll work, do my... Sunday. Yeah, on Sunday, I can usually wake up early and I find that I get through my marking faster. Right. My My brain works, like, faster to understand this forest of words the kids put down but it's not (laughs) making sense i can process that stuff faster and i always recognize that as a blessing of keeping those laws right and so uh, just illustrating another way in which the lord strengthens us and sometimes it's little but sometimes it's really big the way he shows you i'm helping you with this and as you strive to be obedient or as you've strived to prioritize him above other things that you are also priority He blesses us in ways that we recognize in really big ways, but also in really small ways that only you will see and understand if you're looking. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. See, that answer's different. I feel like, yes, I do expect a lot from myself. And I think I have a lot of, uh, I spend a lot of time beating myself about my own expectations of myself, mostly because I don't like to let people down. And so this kind of fits in with the whole thing about burnout is there are some times that I've had to uh, say no or change plans that I've made to hang out with people that are like important to me that I care about and want to make time for. Or some instances where I have had to say, no, I can't help, which is hard for me because I like right. helping people. Um, and that that was just because I just couldn't. And I think this is the thing also relevant to what we're talking about, which is the first point I made was about being wise. Because of my own expectations of I, I feel like I have a nonstop battery and want to help everyone and do everything, there have been times where I haven't been able to do that. 
And um, that more so comes down to my own expectations of myself. I get disappointed because I wish to do that, but at the same time, for whatever reason, I need to have a rest yeah. or need to rejuvenate or hibernate or whatever to refill my cups so that I can continue to serve others. And I've always found this interesting. My friends often tell me to take time for myself. They can see it. They're like, you need to slow down. You need to take time for yourself. I'm always very resistant to that advice. And this is the other thing I wanted to explain, which I don't know if this will sound strange to some people that are listening, but this is how it works in my mind is sometimes people don't get that self-care for me is helping others. That's just the way I'm built. Like, I watched my parents always help others. That's kind of what I observed growing up. And also, that's what God expects of us, to be available to help others. And so in a lot of ways, I've, I've found that I've always phrased it like this in this way, that God is the ultimate ten birds, one stone guy. Often, when I'm feeling down or feeling out about something, if I go to the aid of someone else, God answers both what that person's going through and also what yes. I'm going through in one go. Yeah. And he does that. He's done that so many times. And so in the same breath of saying, yeah, you do need to take time. You need to slow down. You need to take care of yourself. For some of us, taking care of yourself is helping others. And in, that, in the process of looking, being at the, the feet of someone else to help them bear their cross, God helps you bear your own. And so I, I've always loved that, trying to follow and emulate the example of Jesus Christ. Even in your own struggle or hardship or time you're feeling low, serving others, although it sounds counterintuitive, actually might be the answer sometimes. So maybe burnout also is because it's been for me in moments where I'm being selfish. <laughs> That's the way I, yeah. I see it, though. I think that people expecting, when you're talking about burnout, they're probably expecting the answer is slow down, sleep, rest, I don't know, take some Panadol, Barocca, whatever. <laughs> but that, what I'm trying to say is for me, that hasn't always been the yes, cure. Yeah. The cure for me has been to keep going, to keep looking for, keep serving in whatever capacity the Lord needs, trusting that the Lord will give relief and strength in that time. That is, and so, sorry, I feel like I'm giving like, different advice like I said one thing and I said something else but I'm just sharing all the things that are in my mind and kind of the way I see it which yeah. is the only time I felt really burnt out to, and this is straight up like the only time I felt really burnt out is when I felt like I'm focusing too much on me and how I'm feeling and like focusing on something that the Lord has already tried to give comfort and peace to me about but when I focus on those things, then I start to feel like, oh, this is too much and it's too overwhelming. Yeah. When I find something productive to do, like helping someone else, the Lord usually gives me perspective and that gives me peace and comfort and strengthens me to keep going. Sometimes it's like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It, I kind of same too, because there's times when I have downtime and then I'm sitting there at home and I'm like, Oh, who can I text just to see how they're doing and stuff like that? So I totally understand when people tell you to just just chill, like relax, and you're yeah. like, and I get that. Yeah. Like I I know where they're coming from. It's coming from a good place, but that hasn't always worked for me. Yeah, I feel like just chilling sometimes makes me uh, feel worse. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yep, yeah. I was gonna. Yeah, sometimes when you're chilling, you have time to kind of. 
just think about yourself. Yeah. And then sometimes it's just like a negative spiral. Of yes. Work. Yeah. So I love that. I'm actually going to think about that a lot more when I have my downtime. Yeah. But I also loved how you shared that you look to your parents as well as um, examples of service and helping people. And so in relation to that, our third question is, who in the scriptures motivates or encourages you to persevere even when you feel the weight of your duties and responsibilities? Or maybe even it's someone you might know personally. I'll just comment on my parents real quick. I think for many of us, our parents have persevered through like duty and responsibility and major challenges out of necessity. And I feel like in the scriptures it's been the same. I One of my scriptural heroes is Nephi. And I look to him definitely as an example of perseverance. When we think about the multiple challenges he went through, and it, I, when I put it in perspective of my own life, meaning the challenges he went through came from his own family, that's intense. And I really loved his example of persevering, especially with the bow. Right. The bow experience yeah. where his bow broke. And then I can understand if your family's desperate and hungry and you have a feeling of just like, why should I bother? And why does this keep getting harder? Because at that point, he'd already had multiple challenges leading yeah. up to that point. And what is his response? His response is, Lord, where can I find the, the ore? Where is it? Yes. Yeah. To molten, to make me a bow. Like, what a... I don't say perfect, but like that is an ideal reply, the response from someone who has great faith. I really, I'm motivated and encouraged by that example because I definitely am not a Lord, where is the or <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that kind of gal. It's like, Why Lord? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm not that kind of gal to be like, Lord, where is the or? My question is, Lord, I'm so sick of this. Why is this <laughs> happening to me? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yes, like, do. that's the kind of person that I am. But Nephi gives us the ideal response to those hard times when you're feeling burdened by the need to feed your family. Something like that, which is a necessity for survival. Mm. Those kind of things and in those kind of times, it's so easy to uh, give the natural man-woman response, which is what I normally give, which is, why me? Why now? Isn't my life really hard enough? And we're laughing because uh, the majority of Relatable. us are like that. But Nephi is the example for us in, in this respect, which is to not um, give up, first thing, and to to recognize that there is still more you can do to make that thing happen for you. Which is, he didn't ask, can you, Lord, please send down a bow from the clouds, put it in the tree so I can just reach up and grab it and I'm, I'm going to get the food. He said, where are the materials? What else can I do? How can I find something to make an alternative to this? And we know as the story goes, as the experience went on, it worked out. But it's that moment of changing that natural woman, man response reaction. Sorry, reaction. Changing that reaction to a response and recognizing there's more you can do. Mm. The Lord can help you if you will ask for the help. And so I think when it comes to burnout, again, it's the same I feel like it's the same sentiment I've expressed over and over again, just in different ways, which is that the Lord, if we will look to the, the Lord, will show us what else we can do, what more we can do. And he won't just show us that, but he will also provide the strength to continue on 
to continue moving forward, to continue bearing your burdens, to continue fulfilling your duties and responsibilities, the Lord can help us with that. We know that in theory, but the challenge I would like to extend to everybody listening is to practice that because okay. it's the application that um, is the hard part. You can know that in your head and be like, yeah, it worked for Nephi. But the translation of that to it worked for Nephi, can it work can for it me? Work for That's what I mean by application. Get on your knees, ask the Lord for help and see what he will do. He will make miracles happen. And I don't want to get teary at this point, but I felt that, which is there have been so many times where I felt uh, like really overwhelmed by life. And it is only when I, after my many complaints, <laughs> I get on my knees and I ask the Lord, where is the awe that the Lord has not just shown me many times put the awe in my hands when I just couldn't carry on uh, the lord doesn't leave us alone and that's really important for us to remember in this challenging time that we live in we're not alone on this journey and god wants us to be successful and if you really believe that then ask for the help that you need to keep moving forward on the journey he will provide it but he will provide it on then after you act I love that. I think it, um, it made me think about how important questions are that we take to the Lord. Yeah. And so sometimes it's out of panic, out of a lack of faith when we're in it, when we're going through it, that we ask, like, why me? Why not give this trial to someone else? Or like you said, I already have enough going on. Uh, but it is also out of an act of faith that we ask questions like Nephi did. Like, Show me where the materials are and... Yeah. And I will make do with what I have. Yes. Trusting that you will be with me through it. And so, yeah, that actually just, yeah, learned a lot from that experience of Nephi's. So thank you for sharing that. Out of everything you've shared, out loud or not out loud, this podcast, what are three main tips that you would have for someone who is feeling burnt out from all the responsibilities and things that they've got going on? First thing would be, do you remember who you are? And I say that because maybe part of feeling burnt out is feeling like you can't do everything you need to do. So my response to that is remembering who you are in Christ. If you remember that you are not here by accident, God didn't bring you to the earth now for no reason. Whoever you were before you came here is who you still are if you will look to Christ. And so remembering that, I hope, if you don't already know, going through the journey of discovering who you really are in Christ will help you to recognize that the mountain is not, it's not really the mountain, it's you. You are the mountain and you've got to conquer yourself. That's what it is. That's what I keep meaning about when you're focusing on you. When you can get over you and recognize that God has high expectations of you and he can because of who you really are, then you won't feel overwhelmed so much you'll feel still feel overwhelmed but it'll be a different kind of overwhelmed there will be a enabling power that will come to you through that sermon of jesus christ that will help you to know that you can do all these hard impossible things god has asked the purpose of god asking us to do impossible things is not to do impossible things it's to show you who you really are and so that would be the first thing I, I say unto you, like I'm in the scriptures. <laughs> I say unto you, remember who you are. The second thing I would say, prioritize spiritual things. 
one time I went over to my brother's house and he had this picture on the wall that I had asked my sister to take a photo of and send it to me. The picture is a watering can that is watering sunflowers. And on the picture, on the watering can, it says spiritual. And on the flowers, it says temporal. I think that sums it up perfectly. How can you grow in every other aspect of your life if you're not taking care of who you really are, which is you're a spiritual being having this earthly experience. And so I think it's so crucial to prioritize spiritual things. It's We keep getting the same counsel over and over again, and maybe it's because we're not doing it, which is from our leaders, from prophets and apostles, which is pray, read your scriptures, attend the temple. Those little spiritual building blocks will help strengthen you to and help magnify your temporal or your other areas in your life. I know that to be true. That's a reality that I've come to recognize is the, that the relationship between taking care of your spiritual self versus how the you, when you're doing the basics spiritually, small and simple things, great things are brought to pass. And when you're taking care of your spiritual needs, then you unlock heaven's help for everything else. For everything else. And I so I would say to someone who is struggling to balance everything. And, you know, it's not perfect. The journey of this is not perfect. And I feel like it's always going to be a challenge for the journey of life. But that's part of what we have to endure is because God is always going to ask us to do heaps of impossible things. Right. And so going back to the source of where you receive strength from taking care of your spiritual needs, like reading your scriptures daily, praying, going to the temple, attending sacrament, serving in your calling, prioritizing those things will help you to access heaven's help because you unlock those blessings for you by being obedient to those things. My third tip would be the, is still coming, it's pending. (laughs) (laughs) My third tip would be to be wise. Do you know what it means to be wise? What does it mean? You know what came to mind? Being wise is knowing that tomato is a fruit, but not putting it in a fruit salad. Yes, that's it. (laughs) That's what came to mind. Yeah, it's knowing when to not. Yeah. And I think that's it. Which is knowing when to go and when to stop, knowing when to help and when to rest. It's that. Did you notice I didn't say, I feel like the, if I'm thinking I'm going to listen to a podcast about burnout, that the podcast is going to be about take care of yourself and have a rest and go exercise. And all of those things are perfectly good responses to burnout, but it's different for everybody. Right. See, for me, sometimes the response is go and help someone else. Sometimes it is to rest and cancel that uh, yes. that plan I had. <clears throat> And so there is no set formula for how to respond to burnout. The two things I said first, I feel like the two things I said first, I think are non-negotiables. But the third one about being wise is figure out what it is that you need to do right now. Yeah. That's what I mean by be wise. Sometimes it means cancel your plans and stay home and sleep to catch up on your sleep. Sometimes it means 
doing your assignment now and holding off for whatever movie you were going to go watch. Sometimes it means go and help someone else even though you're exhausted. What that looks like is different for everybody. But as you seek the Lord's help to know when and when to go and when to stop and when to rest and when to keep going, the Lord will help you discern what is right. And that's what I mean by be wise. Figure out what it is you need to prioritize and stick to that and let everything else fall to the side. And that should help you to be able to at least cope with the feeling of being overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. To wrap up, I think you should expect that the Lord is going to ask a lot of you. He can ask a lot because he's given us a lot. But to not feel overwhelmed by the responsibility and by the burden and duties that we have as part of being alive on this earth right now. God knows us better than we know ourselves. He's planted us on this earth, not by accident, but I really believe that he saved the best for last. And if you really understand who you really are in Christ and you prioritize spiritual things, you'll come to understand that what God is asking you is actually for you. Sometimes we feel like, yeah, I've a lot to do and it's for everyone else. But you forget that in your story and in your life, you are the main character and the development of the character. We need to go through challenges. We need to have multiple things going on. And God can ask that for us because he doesn't ask us to do that and leaves us to it. He asks us and then he strengthens us. So trust the journey and uh, remember you can do it. I love that. So the three things are remember who you are in Christ, prioritize spiritual things and be wise. Yes. And so, again, thank you for jumping on this podcast with me today and being able to just be a little bit vulnerable and sharing your personal experiences to be able to help many young adults out there who may feel this way or are going through something similar. But if you're a young adult who knows someone that does feel this way, feel free to share this podcast or this episode with them. I know that it might be able to help them in some way to maybe not fully get over the feelings of stress and feeling overwhelmed, but it might help them to draw to the source of whom they can look for help. And that is the saviour. And so that is um, today's episode of Doubt Not Fear Not podcast um, from myself and from our special guest who we've been blessed to hear from today. So thank you. Doubt Not, Fear Not podcast series has been produced out of the Auckland Institute building with contributions from young adults across New Zealand. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend to direct others to this podcast or listen to other episodes in this series or to enroll in the Institute class associated with the podcast. See our website at doubtnotfearnot.podbean.com. This recording is not an official publication of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The views expressed are those of the participants and are neither the official doctrine nor the official teachings of the church.